Welcome to From the Shed End podcast, episode 34, with myself, T Dart. And as always, I'm joined with Theo. I always get that bit wrong. I'm joined with Theo. How, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm buzzing. It's Friday. It's been a long week, and I'm sure you're in the same uh, mindset to be uh, that it's Friday and you're happy. But how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Like yourself, you know, Friday, um, best part of the week, best part of the day recording. So, yeah. Um, looking forward to the weekend now as well which we'll, we'll get on to Burnley later but for anyone who's um, listening on Apple or Spotify and hopefully you found us but for those on YouTube you can also search for us um, on our social media accounts as well so at from the shed end on uh, Twitter as well and Instagram is at from the shed end with underscores between each of the words um, so there's a lot of content on there and again YouTube if you're on Apple or Spotify, you can find us at From the Shed End on on uh, YouTube as well. So, give us some likes, subscribes, comments, all of that stuff as well. Let us know your thoughts. But let's get straight into it. Big game on Tuesday made it a bit more difficult than we needed to. Malmo, one goal. Hakim Ziyech at last providing the goods. What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, nothing like the first game, the reverse fixture at Stamford Bridge, where it was quite dominant, comfortable. Um, this game felt a bit a bit more tense, a bit more, let's say Malmo maybe had a bit more opportunities and chances, even though we did have a lot of shots on target, I'm particular, particularly thinking of their goalkeeper who made a string of saves in that first half. I think Havertz had a decent one-on-one with him. But, you know, it was um, probably what you'd expect from a Champions League away game, if I'm honest. I'm thinking, you know, back to so many previous seasons where we're playing relatively easy oppositions, but we still come out with a 2-1 win, a 1-0 win. I guess that's what you get when you're traveling to to another European country. You're playing in a ground which had a, let's face it, quite an intimidating atmosphere. And the away fans there, you know, they know how to put in, uh, I mean, the home fans in Sweden, they got behind their team. But otherwise it was, you know, kind of, we played some decent football at times, I felt. I thought the, the actual, you know, build up to the goal was fantastic. Um, I think it was Havertz to Hudson-Odoi and Hudson-Odoi driving up the pitch and a, beauti- a beautiful cross to... Um, to Ziyech, who finally got his goal, as he said, first goal of the season. We've been slightly critical of Ziyech in the previous episodes, maybe, but I think it's more because we're pushing him to do well. And um, I think hopefully that goal will unlock something in him that will now get more goals in him. But just a massive shout out to um, Big Tuchel's assistant who recommended at halftime to switch Ziyech and Hudson-Odoi. Um, you know, it was, I think Hudson-Odoi was on the left and Ziyech was on the right and they switched over. And that's what kind of led to the goal with um, you know, Ziyech crossing the ball from the right-hand side of the pitch to the left and finding Ziyech. So a massive credit to him to, you know, for finding that little little um, bit of um, you know, tactics, I suppose, to, um, to get that goal. But overall, you know, at the end of the day, it's three points, um, three points closer to Juventus, um, to, um, you know, ahead of Zenit now. And, um, you know, if we get that game, win against Juventus, hopefully we can top the group. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it was always going to be a difficult game. You mentioned the fans. I remember the fans at Stamford Bridge, even though they were they were losing, they were still in great voice, and they they didn't disappoint against um, against us on on Tuesday as well. But I thought it was um, obviously a predictable kind of lineup. You expected, you know, the, the likes of Christensen, Silva, Rudiger to start. Um, I think before the game, I think we sort of just discussed around Kepa potentially starting, and I think it was the right choice to keep Mendy in. But definitely, you know, Hakim Ziyech, he, he played well. I think he's, you know, we've, we spoke about him a lot on here, in in a um, you know criticised him at times as well. You know, said that he he does need to step up and do a bit more, and he's done he done that. So. Um, you know, you can't take that away from me. We played really well. It was, um, I, I do think it was a difficult game for us though. And I know 
you know, we won, we got the three points. But I think just in terms of how much possession we had, and I think we had a total of 22 shots, 11 on target, you know, it was just seemed, uh, you know, were we ever going to score? And I think that was how I was watching the game, was thinking, where's the goal going to come from? Um, you know, we spoke about Havertz in the past, what he brings to the team if he's not scoring, you know, the the runs that he makes and the way that he's, you know, he makes, he spreads the the, the defence, you know, and, and makes that space for, for other players to, to run into. And watching the game, I was just thinking, you know, where is that goal going to come from? But, you know, to see Hakim Ziyech get it as well, for me personally, you know, obviously hopefully he can kick on and get a few more now, but I, w- I wanted to talk to you because obviously second half, we, we saw the introduction of um, Christian Pulisic, who's finally got a bit of game time. I think he got about 15, 20 minutes of, of action. What was your thoughts on, on, on that as well? It's brilliant to have him back. I think a fully fit Pulisic were arguably starting ahead of Aziech, ahead of maybe a, even a Timo Werner or Havertz, um, I was actually re-watching his highlights against Porto. I think it was the the away leg, even though both legs were in Sevilla last season. Yeah. And he, you know, he's when he's fully fit, he's absolutely fantastic. And we saw, you know, glimpses of that when he did come on. And I think he'll get another maybe a cameo appearance against Burnley before maybe giving him, you know, a fully a, a start after that, after the international break. Um, I'm still a bit annoyed that he's been called up to the USA squad because that's where he picked up his injury initially. Um, I don't think that's the right decision from the 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 American um, coach. But from a Chelsea perspective, it's fantastic to have him back and hopefully he can stay fit for the, you know, until the, the run up to Christmas. Yeah, definitely. And it was also good to see um, Vale on the on the bench as well, Harvey Vale. Um, I thought it was quite not an inexperienced bench because that's, Sounds stupid to say that around Chelsea, but it was good to see the likes, obviously Pulisic, Baku, we haven't obviously seen for a long time, Vale on the bench, Sal Niguez, um, Melangsar, you know, those kind of players on the bench, not having to use them as well and still getting a result for me was, was a good thing. I would have liked to have seen maybe Vale get on and, and maybe just get a few minutes, but I understand from Tuchel's perspective, um, you know, you want to see the game out, you want to make sure that you get the three points as well. But just talking around, um, we spoke obviously around... Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek in games before, not just Malmo, but before that as well. But it's good to see him back, which I think is potentially at his best, where, where we like to see him and, and that level of performance that we know he can do. He showed signs of that when he was at Fulham as well um, and, and Crystal Palace. But what do you think about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and how how well he's doing at the moment? He said he was fantastic. Um, once again on um, on Tuesday, I think probably my man at the match alongside maybe a Hudson-Odoi. But he, you know, he was fantastic. He marshaled the back line to ensure that his defence was protected. He didn't only kind of have this ability to pass the ball, but he also drove it up the pitch, you know, causing the opposition headaches. And I was actually very, very surprised yesterday of the news that he wasn't called up to the England squad. I don't think he's been called up now since maybe the 2018 World Cup or maybe, you know, that kind of period around then. When you see players like Ward-Prowse, you know, get called up ahead of him or even, you know, we'll, we'll talk, talk about um, Trevor Chalabon a bit of his new contract. But when you see players like Cody and Mings, who have arguably not had the best starts to the season, get called up, you know, ahead of players like Tomori, Chiloba, um, Loftus-Cheek. I mean, I know he's a midfielder, but you start to question, you know, Southgate or, you know, are you actually calling out these players based on merit or form? You know, we had this conversation on WhatsApp yesterday. But but going back to Loftus-Cheek, I thought he was fantastic. Um, I'm just almost proud as a Chelsea fan to see, you know, he went out on loan. People were saying that he's going to get sold permanently. Um, and it's almost like he defied all of those people that said, you know, he's not going to make it back into the the, the Chelsea squad. And even us, I think if we go back to one of our very first podcast episodes when we were talking about players out on loan last season, whether they're going to come back, 
gets sold, loaned out again in the summer. I think Loftus Cheek was one of those names we mentioned. I think we were both keen to keep to, to see him stay, but we also had doubts whether you know to, he'd be in Tuchel's plans. Yeah. I'm really, really proud to see him back in the squad, and I just kind of wanted I want to I want to see him start more games. If I'm honest, I still think you know this with Werner and Lukaku's injury, he's starting a bit more. Mount's injury lately too, but arguably even when our, our, our four squads fit, I still think he should be starting. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you're right. I think I remember definitely saying him, if not on our podcast, but on another podcast, that I, I did think he was finished because of the type of injuries that he had. And they are that you know, they are injuries that you might not always come back and, and hit that form that you have previously. So I've definitely said, you know, I think he was finished at that level um in terms of premiership. But he's he's a brilliant player, you know, for for someone who's twenty-five, he's he's technically not necessarily hit the peaks that we know he can in terms of the very top level of that. But I think as long as he can stay injury free, I think he, he's definitely got to be in Tuchel's plans. He's, he's proven that now, um, forced his way back into the team and he's, do, he's doing really well. You know, he's doing really, I think he's just got to add, and I've always said this about him, he's always got to, for me personally, he's got to add goals to his game. And I think he doesn't necessarily do that. He does everything else. You know, he can bring the ball through midfield and he can look for that brilliant pass. And he does that. He's strong on the ball. He can you know, run past defenders. He can do all of that stuff. But in terms of goals, I think he's got to add that to his game now. And, and I think that would make him the overall, you know, that that would make it a very hard decision for, for Tuchel to leave him out then. Um, mm. But I think he's, you know, I think he's, he's, he's definitely one that we've got to keep. You know, coming back from those injuries, like I said, is something that not all players can do. Um, you know, he didn't have the best of time, I don't think, when he was at Fulham as well. Um, you know, you always look at players when the team gets relegated, if they're on loan, it's always difficult to kind mm. of assess them. So I agree with you as well. I think, you know, he should have got an England call up. I think that was something that, you know, he should definitely have had. But like you said, you know, we know that Southgate doesn't pick players on, on based on form. It's all, you know, who's my mate and you know, who, who do I like? Because that's that's surely what it can be. You know, Ward-Prowse, no disrespect, shouldn't be in there. Connor Cody shouldn't be in there. And like we said on WhatsApp, you know, Tyron Mings has, has made a lot of mistakes this season. Like he was out, he was benched on the last Villa game against West Ham. So, you know, even Dean Smith's sort of questioning him at the moment. So I, I just think, you know, maybe in a, in a good way for us as Chelsea, it's probably good that he hasn't gone. I think about the likes of, like you just mentioned, Ryan Pulisic, who's not fully fit, but he's gone with the USA squad. That's travelling time, training, playing matches, coming back. And then there's a lot of that to, to you know, to um, to take into consideration. So I think in terms of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for me, I'm glad he hasn't gone. I'd rather him come and just stay, um, you know, work on his fitness at, at Cobham and then, you know, we can, we can look at the, the games that we've got coming up with him as well. But um, another big, obviously, key player that we, we want to talk about Big Trevor Chalabar, brilliant contract. I was I was actually shocked. I don't know why because I knew the contract was going to get signed. It was never it was never in doubt. But just to to sort of see the pictures come out yesterday and and it almost be confirmed was um, was a bit of a relief to be honest. Because all three we talk about obviously um, Christensen and uh, Rudiger and Trevor Chalabar, they're all dragging the the, the negotiations seem to be dragging and. Um, Obviously, to get this one over the line for me was was definitely the first hurdle. So, what do you think about Trevor Chalobah signing? As it says, there a surreal new Chelsea contract, um, boyhood club. Obviously, what what do you think on on the, the new deal for him? It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic from a Chelsea fan. It's another kind of um, Cobham Cobham graduate, and um, you know he had a fantastic summer. I don't think any Chelsea fan, you know, come maybe 
after the Champions League final, you thought that Chalaber would come back from his learn in France and establish himself in the first team. I don't, I even myself, I'm guilty of that. I thought he'd get sent back on loan, maybe even sold. And he impressed Tuchel in preseason. Um, and credit, you know, it's, it's great to see that, you know, a player that if he, he does put in the hard work in preseason and impresses the manager, then he's got a shot at, you know, making the first team. And that's what we saw with Trevor Chalaber. And then he made the Super Cup. Uh, he played in a Super Cup. Um, was He played a very good game in that. Maybe he was a bit fortunate with injuries to, I think, Thiago Silva and other players or maybe um, quarantine restrictions. But that maybe played, you know, played in his favour. But um, in terms of the quality of the player, he's absolutely, he's a brilliant player. Um, I, I was at this, both games where he scored at Stamford Bridge against Crystal Palace and against Southampton. I'm talking about his goals here, but not, I can also talk about his defensive play. But, um, you know, he, he almost looks like he's played at Chelsea for years on when I see him he looks so composed on the ball very relaxed he's tall he's strong um I think at Lorient in, um, in the league ah he was playing as a central offensive midfielder so he's got that in his locker as well to play as a midfielder and that maybe may add more goals to his game I know he's a defender but you know if you want a lot of defenders are scoring lots of goals at the moment so we might as well talk about that but um it's great to see new contract until 2026 um we talk a lot about, oh, you know, more maybe our defenders that we've bought in from other clubs, the likes of Silva, the likes of um, Rudiger signing, you know, these crazy deals. But maybe if we can also, you know, bring in some some academy graduates like um, like Chalaba. Uh, we've been unfortunate to lose um, Guahi in the summer. But um, but yeah, fantastic um, to see him sign a new contract and that video, you know, seeing all those pictures of him when he was young. I was actually quite surprised. I read that he made the bench in the 2018 FA Cup final, which I vaguely remember now. He was on the bench and Antonio Conte in that FA Cup final, and there's actually a yes, picture of him with the with the FA Cup. So um, yeah. he has a small yes, he's got a glimpse now of what you know silverware, what, what it's like for him to win trophies at Chelsea, FA Cup and Super Cup, and hopefully many more to come now. Yeah, definitely, and I think he's um, you know he's only going to go on leaps and bounds. I think in terms of the position that he's played, the experience that he's got alongside him in terms of Silva, uh, Rudiger to an extent as well, Christensen, who's been there, we've mentioned previously, who's been in, the, I think, the, the first the first team since he was 17. So, you know, having that experience around him is definitely going to make him a better centre-back for me. Um, I, I look at I look at Chalabar and I, I see him as one for the future. I think in terms of the fact that we let Gwehi go, we let Gwehi go, we let um, Tomori go as well big, big centre-backs, big players in the team and then to keep him there and for him to warrant staying as well because it's not just the fact he's there based off the numbers. He's there because he's worked hard, he's played well. Like you mentioned, the goals that he got as well for for uh, against Palace, you know, brilliant, and Southampton as well. So I think he definitely deserves his, his contract. He deserves to be in the team as well. Um, br- brilliant play for me, br- br- brilliant player. Yeah, when you see kind of a, the name of a young player on the on a team sheet, you're always a bit like, ooh, maybe he doesn't have that experience to play this type of game. But Chalaba's not the case. Mm. You know, ever since he started that Super Cup final, you kind of think now that he's established himself any kind of game, whether it's a Bayern Munich or even a Swansea or whichever team it may be. I'm talking about the two different like extents of the the type of opposition you could play. Then you know he's capable of doing that. So um, it's really good to have him in the squad. And you know what's good as well, I've seen Tuchel rotating those centre backs quite often. He's perfect for his Tuchel system as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But let's move ahead to um, Saturday, 3pm, I think we are, on Saturday, Burnley. We've got a good record, I think, against Burnley from pretty... Yeah. I think we've got a good... I think they've... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. Since that opening day, 2017, I think it's been relatively (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah, erase that from the memory, but... um, 
Yeah, no, I think we, I'm sure we beat them. I'm going to say we beat them 2 0. 2 0, I think. Tuchel's second game in charge, yeah, I yeah. think. Aspie and Alonso, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, obviously, we've had a nice sort of couple of days break from, from Tuesday, which um, possibly we needed, obviously, before the, the international break rolls upon us. But what's your thoughts against Burnley, who are out of form? I think they're. 19th I think if I'm not mistaken in the league so I don't want to sort of say we should roll them over but should we be rolling over Burnley should we be 7 nil in Burnley I mean you're entitled to be confident as a Chelsea fan right now but then it's still the Premier League any opposition can cause your team headaches um, Burnley particularly they play quite you know traditional style of football I want to say um, and they did you know win very very comfortably at a very good performance against Brentford last weekend. So I want to say they're out of form, but at the same time, they're relatively in form if you count the last seven days. So, um, yeah, then again, we're at home. You know, we've got Stamford Bridge. We should be having players like Mason Mount back fit, which should um, be good. I think Kante, I've right, he didn't travel to Sweden, if I'm not mistaken, mm. or he wasn't match fit or he didn't, you know, he didn't take part. So he may be back as well. Um and we've got a depth anyway. We talk about the depth every week, but we've got a depth to kind of handle these type of, you know, fixtures coming coming fast to us. And um, yeah, I'm expecting another win, I want to say, um, but it's going to be relatively tough. I think it will be kind of a bit like the Newcastle game, maybe nil-nil at halftime, and then our goals will come in the second half or maybe a goal in each half. But it's going to be, you know, you know what to expect when you play Sean Dyche's Burnley. It's been tricky and... You did talk about, you know, a good record against them. I'm also remembering some games where they caused a lot of headaches. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a it's going to be a decent game, though. Um, I'm excited for it. It's 3 p.m. as well. It's usually you can't watch it on TV, but I'm glad this one's at Stamford Bridge, so I'm able to go. <laughs> so I'll be yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there at the bridge on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you're right as well. You know, I think Burnley are a team that can. I mean, obviously this this season has been a very mixed bag of. Um, results for them obviously they haven't been going their way I think they're 18th not 19th in the league but um, they've got players that can cause us issues you know look at a, a, you know a, a Ben Mee you know for a set piece or a, you know I like Dwight McNeil I think he's a really good player yeah. for Burnley as well so I think there are players in there that can cause us issues Corne as well Corne is very good yeah. very good player very good player so I think there are players in there that can can cause us issues but I, I believe that we've got enough a hundred percent to deal with whatever Burnley try and bring to us. I think I think he's right about Kante. I don't think he travel, but I think he he should be fit. And I've missed the the press conference today, but I think he should be fit in terms of um, returning back to you know alongside maybe a Jorginho in midfield. Um, the question I was going to ask you is: Do do you think Christian Pulisic after the twenty minutes that he got against Malmo, would you risk him in a game like this ahead of you know that sort of international break that's coming up soon? I think. Um... I personally would start him simply because I miss watching Pulisic play and I've always kind of said it's the closest thing we've had maybe since an Eden Hazard of the style of football he brings and that's what you know it's exciting to watch him at Stamford Bridge and we maybe we, we saw a lot more glimpses of that in the second half of the season last year than the, the first start but um, at the same time I wouldn't fully risk him I think he got what maybe the odd 15-20 minutes was it against um, Malmo yeah. Yeah. or maybe give him a bit, long, a bit more than that maybe bring him on at a half time should we need a goal or maybe even give him 30 minutes this time but I wouldn't maybe risk starting him from the start but maybe Tuchel might think otherwise depending on how he's trained and you know how much match fitness he's, um, he's accumulated over the last couple of weeks mm. but um, but yeah I think um, if Mount's back fit I think he'll start 
I think maybe Ziyech or Hudson Odoi have, have you know really proven the doubt was wrong recently and they're playing really well. So I think they they could both start again. But I think Mountain Hudson Odoi are probably the sensible options behind uh, Kai Havertz as the false nine. Yeah, and it'd be interesting because obviously I haven't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, don't know if you did, but I didn't get to see Thomas Tuchel's press press conference today, so I don't know what the the, the status of uh, Mason Mount is. I'm I'm assuming if it was a, an illness um, from last week, then that technically should mean that he, he should hopefully be fit enough to come back into the team. But I, I potentially would start Pulisic. I think I would. I'd, I'd give him maybe you know sixty minutes if he can sustain that. Bring him off. And and just give him a few more minutes. I think if he's back in training, then he should technically be, um, you know, be ready to start playing games again. Um, if he's on the bench for sure, definitely give him sixty minutes because if he's on the bench, he's fit enough to play. He should be fit enough to play ninety minutes. So um, it's going to be interesting. Before we wrap up, let's let's talk about predictions, um, which we always like to do on here. So let's talk about predictions and who, you know, how many how many goals are we going to score? Not what what will be the score? How many will we score? And how many will we not concede? Uh, so regarding I just I've got the, the app open here for the injuries <laughs> um, Alon- Alonso is added to the injury list so Alonso oh, really? will play yeah but okay, Mount so is ch- chill well yeah chill well which is good but uh, Mount is fit to feature so I think Mount will start right and probably get a goal following the Norwich um, Norwich win um, yeah. so I think it'll be a goal in each half like I said and it's going to be a 2 nil win to Chelsea and if I could say goal scorers I'll say Mount and a Jorginho penalty to keep it simple yeah I like 2 0. It sounds mm. good. Sounds good. I, I, for me, the worry with with, um, with Burnley is they know how to sit back and defend. Mm. And I think because of that, they will make it tricky. Obviously, if we had a Lukaku in, in, in the number nine position, I'd probably be a bit more ambitious and I'd say like a 3 0 or 4 4 0. But I think they'll defend very well. They'll be very compact and they'll make it difficult for us you know, to try and get anything in that final third. So I, I like 2 0. I like 2 0. I'm, I'm going to go with 2 0 as well. So we're, we're, we're either going to be both right or both wrong. <laughs> but I, I like 2 0. Sounds, sounds good to me. But whichever the case, as long as we get three points, that's the main thing. You know, I think we need to just, um, you know, if we, can, if we can get three points and hope that the likes of West Ham can beat Liverpool, um, you know, United can do us a favour against City this weekend as well. That six point gap between us and Liverpool, it looks great because I think, you know, six points doesn't sound like a lot. But in terms of football, it's a massive gap to have in, in, in this time at the moment in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. And you do look at Man City, they have a kind of a tendency to, you know, pick up their form come January or after Christmas. So I'm expecting bigger things from Man City in the second half of the season. So if they're able to drop points now, from a Chelsea perspective, it'd be brilliant. So definitely we'll be backing United on, um, I think it's the 12.30 kickoff tomorrow. Yeah. And it would hopefully keep Solskjaer a bit longer in the job as well. So that would be good. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> and if West Ham can even get a draw against Liverpool, because they're looking like slightly of a threat um, as well, mm-hmm. West Ham. So, um, But then on the long term, you kind of do back Liverpool to to challenge Chelsea more than um, than West Ham. But yeah, a draw or a West Ham would win would be perfect as well on Sunday, I think that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So 2-0, we're both going for 2-0, which is a rare rarity. We don't tend to agree on our predictions on here, but we're going to go 2-0. Um, I haven't said goal scorers, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give one to Kante. He likes to score the odd goal, doesn't he, from outside the box. Nice little mm-hmm. screamer. And I'm going to go Havertz. I think Havertz will get a goal. Um, hopefully he gets a goal. Or maybe Pulisic, who knows. But 
yeah, 2-0, definitely. Looking forward to the game, obviously, 3pm kickoff. So um, I'm not as fortunate as Theo, I won't be at Stamford Bridge. Although I will be in London, but just not for, for the game, unfortunately. So um, I'll have to try and watch it on the train somewhere on my iPad on a some sort of source, some stream of some second, sort. S- second half of the Chelsea pensioner or a pint, maybe? <laughs> Possibly if I can. Yeah, I've got to pass through London. So yeah, I'll um, I'll find somewhere to try and just grab some Wi-Fi. But yeah, 2-0, we're going to win. Three points. Burnley, not today, mate. Not today. <laughs> not today. Um, but yeah, as we're going to wrap up, obviously, so- socials are at the bottom if you're on YouTube and you can see them there. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube, if you just search from the shed end on YouTube or Twitter, you'll be able to find us on there. And on Instagram, it's slightly different. It's from the shed end with underscores between each of the words. So just give us a like, follow, um, interact to us, as I said before, and comment on our, on our um, content as well. YouTube, definitely subscribe. The subscribers are creeping up slowly. I'm seeing them, we're nearly hitting 20, which is a milestone for us. Um, but no, in all seriousness, obviously anyone who is following us at the moment on YouTube, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, this, we're in this for the long run. So if, you, if you're listening to our content, just like and subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend as well, um, if they're Chelsea fans, obviously. And yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have another, hopefully we'll have a really good one next week. So obviously we have the Burnley one to look at. And um, we've got Zenit in the uh, Champions League. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. Is that after the international break or before? Correct. It's after, <laughs> I think, yeah. So we'll, I we'll, think it's, again, I bypass international breaks because yeah. I don't like them. Um, we'll we'll because, have some kind of topic to cover an international break, maybe create some ooh, kind of dream five-a-side team or we've got something one. like we've that. We've got yeah. one that we spoke about, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, that's a good shout. It's a good shout. So, yeah, um, we'll, well, we'll still have an episode next week regardless anyway. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have something for, for you guys to listen to, but... Episode 34 from the Shed End Podcast with myself, T-Dot, and as always, Theo, thank you for joining me. Um, Until next time, enjoy your weekend, and let's hope we get three points against Burnley.